Welcome to episode 90 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now run the random number generator. And the generator has returned the coordinates of 17 hours, 54 minutes, 27.2 seconds right ascension, and negative 24 degrees, 8 minutes, 43 seconds declination. These coordinates point to the object UKS1. This object is a globular cluster located in the constellation Sagittarius. Globular clusters are spheres of stars, generally containing hundreds of thousands or millions of stars. They generally orbit the center of our galaxy, outside the galaxy's disk, and they are also some of the oldest objects in our galaxy. The UKS, the name for UKS-1, stands for the UK Schmidt Telescope, which was the telescope in Australia used to discover the cluster. The information about the object's discovery lacks some detail, but it was found by two people with the last names of Longmore and Howarden sometime in the late 1970s. However, these two astronomers did not publish their discovery, but instead let three other people describe their discovery in a science paper published in 1980. It's not really clear why Longmore and Howarden didn't publish a paper about UKS-1 themselves. It's probably would have been cited quite a few times by other researchers. Anyway, one of the more interesting things about UKS-1 is that it was discovered in near-infrared images, where near-infrared means that the wavelengths of light are close to but slightly longer than the wavelengths of light that we can see with our eyes. Many other globular clusters had been discovered decades or even centuries earlier in observations of the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum. For example, the Messier Catalog, which was compiled in the late 1700s, lists multiple globular clusters that were discovered by people observing the visible light from these clusters in relatively small 18th century telescopes. However, UKS-1 is virtually impossible to see in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum, so it could only be discovered after astronomers had developed the technology to make near-infrared images in the 1960s. The reason why UKS-1 cannot be seen in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum is because of its location in the sky. As I mentioned before, the cluster is in the constellation Sagittarius which is also the location of the center of our galaxy, and UKS-1 looks like it's on the far side of our galaxy's center, although exactly how far seems unclear. The distance is so uncertain that it is even possible that the cluster is just barely on our side of the galaxy. In any case, we see the light from this cluster passing through the plane of our galaxy, which contains a lot of interstellar dust. 
and that really affects our ability to see UKS-1. The density of interstellar dust in our galaxy is relatively low. On average, a volume of 1 million cubic meters in space, or a cube with sides that are 100 meters long, contains only one dust grain. However, when we look through thousands of light years of this low-density dust, it begins to look really thick, and it will obscure things behind it. Interstellar dust tends to either absorb or scatter shorter wavelengths of electromagnetic radiation before it absorbs or scatters longer wavelengths of radiation. So, for example, a yellow or blue star that is obscured by a moderate layer of interstellar dust may end up looking red. For reference, if you've been in Australia or the western United States when those areas have experienced extreme forest fires in recent years, you may have seen the sky turn red from the amount of smoke in the air. That phenomenon with smoke on Earth is similar to what happens with interstellar dust in space. Since the light from UKS-1 is basically passing through a huge section of the Earth part of our galaxy to reach us, the light passes through so much interstellar dust that all of the visible light is completely obscured which means that we can only really see longer wavelengths of electromagnetic radiation in the infrared from the cluster. This is why it took astronomers so long to find the cluster. By the way, if you're ever in a place on Earth where the smoke from a forest fire makes the sky look completely black, be very afraid. And also try to get some infrared night vision goggles. Now, it may seem like if a few astronomers wanted to study globular clusters, they would rather look at one of the many other nearby, easy-to-see globular clusters instead of trying to look at something like UKS-1 that is on the far side of the galaxy and much harder to see. However, astronomers have actually spent quite a bit of time observing UKS-1 since its discovery. The main reason why is because UKS-1 is one of the very few globular clusters that appears to be associated with our galaxy's bulge, although research is ongoing to confirm this. Most other globular clusters are associated with our galaxy's halo, and many of those clusters seem to have come from outside our galaxy. If UKS-1 is associated with our galaxy's bulge, that would make it rather unusual among globular clusters. And it would also mean that astronomers could expect the stars in UKS-1 to be very similar to the stars in the bulge. It's very difficult to just look at any location in our galaxy and then try to figure out which stars are part of the bulge just because the bulge doesn't really have a well-defined boundary and because the bulge and disk of our galaxy intersect each other. But if UKS-1 is a cluster associated with our galaxy's bulge that contains just bulge stars, then it would make it a go-to place for astronomers who want to study a sample of bulge stars in more detail. So, even though it's really hard for astronomers to see the stars in UKS-1, it's really worth the effort to study the cluster. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of UKS-1 in the sky is a location in the Pacific Ocean, slightly over 2,100 kilometers west of Antofagasta, Chile, or slightly over 1,800 kilometers east-northeast of Rapa Nui, also known as Easter Island. Because we would not expect a forest fire, or any other type of fire in the middle of the ocean, 
this location is completely free of smoke. So it really has nothing in common with the location of UKS-1 in the night sky. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>